Welcome to the latest Who's Round, which needs a little bit of context before we sort of leap into it. It is with Maurice Perry, who played Captain Dent in Colony and Space. The Bernie, to whom we refer on occasion, is Bernard Kay, at whose funeral Maurice and I had sat together. And Maurice is a carer for his wife, the actress Margaret Ashcroft. All that information will help as we leap from topic to topic. Enjoy. So, I've been... Um, welcomed into the house of a gentleman whose work I've long admired, so it's a delight to be here. So I'm going to ask him to introduce himself and tell me why I'm talking to him about Doctor Who. I cannot imagine why you're talking, really, <laughs> talking to me about Doctor Who. Uh, I have seen it myself. Uh, the uh, the storyline is all right, and it's quite interesting that I, being a nice-looking young fellow at the time of 35 or something, I don't know, um, was cast as the villain uh, and uh, in many ways uh, my casting tends to have followed that line from time to time and I've never quite worked out why that is it doesn't seem to me as though there's a kind of wicked streak in, in me which, uh, which people sort of cotton on to but maybe that, maybe that maybe there is well, it's interesting, because in person you have what I would describe as a sparkle, but on television you're often cast as sort of inscrutable... I mean, Captain Dent in Doctor Who is a sort of inscrutable, doesn't-give-anything-away sort of... And you, do, and you do a lot of those parts on, on telly, uh, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what it is about that contained villainy that you do so, so well, but you seem yeah. to be in, in demand for it. Yeah, yeah, I did, of course, this, this, this. Three series of uh, what was it called? That would be a problem with me and you uh, if you are asking me about my life in the theatre or in in uh, in acting. Um, I forget. That's all right. Oh, there's so I, much more to I, life anyway. <laughs> there is. There is. Well, there is. If you are learning ancient Greek and Latin, and I I, I discovered a. Incident, very incidental. Uh, my Alexander teacher, I said to him, I, I wanted a, a classical text, I wanted some of it, because my grandson offered me a copy of the Metamorphosis uh, in translation, and I want to read it in the original, of course. My, um, people offer you translations when you can actually, if you work hard, read the original. It's silly. <laughs> so, uh, yes, because so you're, lear you're learning. Latin, you're fluent in Russian. Have you? Uh, well, no, yeah, fluentish in in that I could, uh, as you uh, improvise at the time. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I haven't worked on my Dostoevsky for a long time, or or Chekhov, uh, or uh, what the other great Russians there are. Um, used to be, probably no longer. I don't suppose anyone's heard of Chekhov now. Yeah. When did you learn Russian? Was that? Uh, a long time ago. Uh, yes, yes, it was. Uh, I began before I, uh, while I was at Cambridge. I was a very clever boy and I got a, 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 a sort of scholarship at Cambridge. So I went there uh, after the war when I was served Her Majesty, His Majesty. Um, until 47 and then I uh, went to Cambridge for a couple of years and I took a limited degree because I uh, 
you felt already that you were too old really for the job, if you know what I mean, for being a student. Um, but of course at Cambridge I played Edmund in Lear and um, Achilles in Troilus and Cressida. So I did quite well in the Marlowe Society. And then Henry VIII in the end. Uh, an odd life that, really. But I, I never, never quite... I think, unlike uh, Burton, who was uh, who's my contemporary, you know, we were in uh, we were in billets together in um, in Rivers Manitoba when we were learning to be airmen, learning to be learning to fly planes. Wow! Um, I say uh, together. I I don't I don't think I ever spoke to him, but but he was in a bed not too far away. Um, uh, how did I get it? Uh, well, we're t talking about um, Cambridge, which is interesting because being uh, a, being an acad being academically inclined, was there a pressure not to therefore waste your time on the on the stage? I mean, if you can do other things, were, 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 your, were your family? There was a certain prejudice against one, uh, me spending as much time as I did, and on, on that, I think certain, uh, you know, the. Um, but uh, they're very gentlemanly, you know, the people who run Cambridge colleges, and they, they say, you know, you have had a scholarship, yeah, you shouldn't, you should really do a bit better. You know. <laughs> Were you ever tempted to do something other than act? Yes, I, yes, yes. God save us. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to be... Um, a, a district commissioner. We, we had an empire, and uh, there were still people who, who went out and uh, administered it. And I thought, I'd, I, I applied for that job when I was finishing at Cambridge. And uh, I went for an interview, and I didn't get that. They didn't, didn't like me. <laughs> uh, they ask you questions like, uh, uh, if you were told to shoot at a mob or so on, what would you, and you didn't think that it was the right thing to do, what would you do? You know what I mean? And of course, my friend who, who I met at Cambridge said, uh, it's, it's quite straightforward, you say do it and resign. Well, I, did, I didn't know that that's what you said. You know, I had to think very hard when someone asked me, what would I do? I don't know. And so I, <laughs> I flustered and, uh, and obviously uh, they didn't think much of me. Uh, they also heard that my father was a, an inspector on the railway. And one of them said to me, uh, it's a sort, of, uh, a sort of better foreman, isn't it? And so, you know, I was already, even at that stage, I, I, was, I was not ready for class, for that sort of class attitude. No. Um, I think Richard Burton would have known what to do, probably. Um, Although he... Um, he, 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 he took he, a little he, time to get, um, to get established. Uh, but I felt a bit miffed when he left his wife in order to... The other lady, what's her name? Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor, yes. And I thought that was pretty cheap. But, <laughs> uh, 
and can't say one can't talk with Richard Burton and say that he's chief, can I? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, did he did he have um, uh, you know did. Do, do, do you think he was marked out for style? A lot of actors, a lot of actors I've talked to for this. When I say who's the best actor you've ever worked with, quite a few have said Burton was something special. He said he, he, he did verse rather well, which is a rare talent. Mm-hmm. So acting wasn't in your background at all. You're, you're no, no, no theatre. No, no well, the, the, when they dabbed, they did tell me there was an ancient great-uncle or something who had appeared at the Brixton Empress. It's a sort of a stand-up, I suppose. Ah, honourable trait. (laughs) (laughs) But I've never been anything close to a stand-up. I'm I'm frightened, really, of of, uh, being in front of an audience without a text field. Mm. Um, So you went to Cambridge, but did you then train? uh, Yes, then I trained. Um, I left Cambridge uh, having applied to the colonial service and being turned down. <laughs> I went to do rubber and tin in an office in the Leadenhall Market. Did you know that? No. Somewhere near Fenchurch Street Station. Anyway, in the city. And it was, uh, I, I don't know, it, I, I didn't enjoy it. Um, uh, that's no reason to give up. One shouldn't. Uh, one should pursue it. Shouldn't one? One should make a fortune uh, uh, in in uh, in trade of some kind or another. <laughs> However, I didn't, and I talked to my old English teacher at my grammar school, and to she introduced me to other people who knew about these things, and so we were decided that if I was going to be an actor I'd better get, go to a uh, go to a nice school and they chose the uh, oh it's the old Vic school mm-hmm. that's it's funny funny one should forget even that is that where Bert, I think Bernard trained there as well yes he did yeah. at, least, uh, at least he said so but he must have been before me because yeah. I didn't, didn't meet him there and um, he might have been uh, there were five groups and he uh, they, they, they spent two years there. There were one or two good actors who left that place, and some disappeared. I, I, I pursue this subject simply because you introduced me to a funeral, in a sense, mm. to funerals. Um, because I, I found the Bernie's, the, the, what was said and done at Bernie's, quite awful, really in that uh, it, it didn't give me any of the quality of the man. What do you think should have been said at Bernard's funeral then that wasn't? What, if, if, if you'd been in charge? Oh, uh, no, I, I, yes, it is too difficult, isn't it? Um, the fact that he, he is not immediately responsive, the fact that he is self-contained, uh, all those things, you know? Yeah. Um, the things you like Bernie for, you see. Well, your career. I like him. I liked him because of that. Because he was quite combative and. Oh uh, 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 yeah, but also um, didn't he wasn't aggressive at all. It wasn't hardly at all. No. You know? um, 
as men are expected to be who are. You see, um, in a sense, he is one of, uh, a bit like me, I am a, a working class boy who has made good, in a sense. And he did that too, as Richard Burton did. Mm. And uh, we, the, uh, the fates are, uh, for each are, are not necessarily an indication of the quality of the person. No. But... Uh, well, I think he carried baggage because his 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 mother committed suicide, and his father Bernie's? yeah, and his father was committed to a, a an asylum when Bernie uh, was was when Bernard was ten, and then died when Bernard was twelve, uh, and he only found out when he turned eighteen or twenty one that his, his he was always told that his mother had gone away, and then he was shown a note, um, and I think he carried that with him, and Patsy, and uh, of course he never got over the death of his wife no. I, 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 I had a moment just with um, her daughter in the before I left. Yes. Very nice. Yes. Um, but uh, it was it was odd that because for a moment or two I, I was in I was in a show with Michael Caine. Mike, is that his name? Yeah. Um, but uh, it it was a, a royal court piece. I had quite a good part, which I didn't often have there. Generally speaking, I was an understudy with you know. Um, but uh, and he was a leading, the leading man, and he only appeared once because he got a film offer. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, so he, well, he just did one night. Uh, no, no, he did one one rehearsal. Oh right, and then off. <laughs> Which is what I, I, similar things happened to me, and I would not easily have broken a contract even. Um, I was um, had just started the first series of Special Branch, which Peter Stupid gave me a, a kind of named role in it. Um, and I was offered a, a part in a film, John Schlesinger, uh, that's a family connection. Um, Maggie's sister was married to John's brother. And so it's because of that that suddenly he offered me a, a nice part. And I saw it afterwards. And it was, uh, you know, it could have made me, I suppose, I could have been been a Richard Burton. You, yeah. know, you know the most the, the most successful performance I've ever given happened in 2006, which is my wife had a stroke, and I would I'd already agreed to play the part, but I could have got out of it, but I didn't, and I played on Golden Pond. Ah, doing a Henry Fonda. Ah. And I had no, I had no, and no sense that after the first five minutes, which is a telephone conversation, uh, you, you 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 dominate the, the stage for two hours, and uh, they laughed whenever I opened my mouth. <laughs> and I had no idea. 
It was. It was. A, it was a wonder. The sense of power. Mm. Uh, <laughs> something I've not enjoyed up to that point. Yeah, so there you go. Well, yeah. It's because obviously, you know, I grew up watching you on, on television doing all sorts of different things, but what about, what about this? I, I did, I actually saw you in His Majesty at the Orange Tree with Caroline John. Yes, and I, I fouled my nest there, I'm afraid. The, the, the director was the chap who runs the theatre. Yeah, Sam... Waters. He gave me a note, and at some point I said, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> That's okay, isn't it? <laughs> well, I don't, I, I don't think you're supposed to say it quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what, what have been your, your, your theatre jobs that you've enjoyed the most, then? Apart from that one in uh, The Golden Yeah. World. Uh... Well, I enjoyed a season at Stratford. Um, I've done a couple of years. Uh, uh, which is uh, uh, which is both uh, difficult and improbable and, and really rather wonderful. Um, it's a heck of a part. Curiously, it, uh, I mean, there's was that Anthony Hopkins is said to have found it too demanding but I I didn't I, when I've done it, it the play plays itself it is so so easy uh, from one scene to another and I, I but uh, people have thought I was quite good in most both Lear's one was just that um, Playhouse in North Lancashire. Lan Lancaster. It's oh, Lancaster. The Dukes. The Dukes. The Dukes, Dukes. It the Dukes at Lancaster. <laughs> my, well, my other half is patron of the Dukes Theatre in Lancaster. Oh, right. You don't, and you, but you, you played it twice. Yeah, uh, 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 the other was at the Tabard, uh, uh, a pub theatre. Okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, I have not, uh, I have not graced our uh, professional stage in the way that I, I might have. Um, in the, that part, I'm not quite sure if if, I, if I'm quite right for it anyway. But I mm, seriously like to have another go. But uh, indeed, I'm sure that you you can't really act a difficult part straight off. You really need rehearsal, and you really need. Preparation and uh, all that, and you, you are better at the end than when you started. Mm. Yeah, well, obviously now, obviously television is now made in, almost entirely like film. It's for it's rehearsed record, whereas ah uh, well, yes, there was that other element when we when we started. Yes, yeah, but, uh, yes. Mm. I mean, your, your, you mentioned Peter Dugan. Your, your Doctor Who was directed by Michael E. Bryant. He directed you a fair few times as well, didn't he? He directed you in Secret Army as well. Yeah, Peter Dugard uh, did a uh, special bunch. Yeah, yeah and, Ma and Michael Michael Bryant did your Doctor Who and your Secret Army. Do you remember Michael? Uh, I do, I do. Uh, a blonde, nice, nice young man. Um, he's given it up, hasn't he? Yeah, he lives in Spain, sails. Oh, having a good time. Mm. 
did he make enough money for that? I think he must have done. Yeah. Or invested in the right way. Because he hasn't directed for about 20 years, I don't think. Yeah. Nine, 94, I think he stopped. Yeah, I did something uh, in which I... Oh, I think I, I thought at the time that I was, I was very bad. I played the captain of, of a ship. Uh, an American. Uh, why, how would I do that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think that was for Michael. Yeah, yeah he, he used you a lot. He used you in... Because you had a nice little run in Secret Army. Um, did you do that? He did, yeah, he did yeah. three of those. Tristan de Vere Cole did the, the last one that you did. Who also directed you in Survivors. Yeah. Which Bernard, Bernard was in. Indeed. He so was, it all... He was, he, Bernard was in his riding phase. Yeah. He was jumping over little hedges and things. That's a lovely performance from you as a man with rabies and survivors. It, it, it does uh, have its audience. It, uh, there are people who liked it, yes. That's true. Yes. Are you happy with it? <laughs> oh, uh, it will do for the time being. But, you know, <laughs> being, being playing demented people is not, not difficult, really. Because you, you worked with him in The Sweeney as well. You had a nice bit, you had a nice recurring part in The Sweeney as well, didn't you? Oh, but only for, f for five, five shows. Yeah, but you did the movie as well, didn't you? And I, yeah, I never understood how that worked, actually, because I didn't ask for it or anything, I didn't apply for it. Um, I did five episodes and I discovered that the people playing the crowd were getting better paid than I was. <laughs> and so, and I happened to pass the producer on the stairs and I said, you're not paying me very much, are you? Or something of that kind. And I got written out immediately. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, dear. So, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed <laughs> to leave that to your agent. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realise. In fact, my whole life has really been dogged by the fact that I don't know how to behave properly in society, I think. Well, it seems to stand you in good... good you'd never seem to be out of work. For, for oh, it's good of you to say so, but I have been. I have been. And, um, and, and my career has not been a startling one by any means. There are good bits, good bits occasionally. I did twice nightly rap in Rochdale with Harold G. Robert, and we managed to do St. Joan and uh, The Merchant of Venice. And no, I don't mean St. Joan. Another short play, Pig, Pig, Pig Pygmalion. Pygmalion. I was one of the one of the, um, the crowd for that, um, and I played Bassanio in the, in The Merchant. Ah, I read an interview with the actor Richard Herndall once who said he thought Bassanio was an unplayable part. The unplayable parts are the best, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah and it is, it is true of that. But I loved, since then I've played it with Mark Rylance and he wasn't very good. Was he not? Yeah. Wow, that surprises me. Yeah. Mind you, I, I, I would be accused of possibly of being of being bitter about him. Because uh, I did uh, I did a part in... I, I played the second of the suitors. Oh, um, Aragon. 
Prince Harrigan, yeah. Yes. And lots of other things in the show, you know. And I was uh, Bassanio's servant as, um, as well as uh, playing that. You can change clothes rather a lot. And I, uh, uh, I did other shows. I did The Honest Four, directed by Jack Shepard. Oh, yes. Uh, this was at the Globe. Um, uh, yes, at the end, uh, there was a point where uh, he had been very nice to me initially when I first joined, and uh, we shared a dressing room together. After all, uh, you can't help but do that if you're at the Globe. Um, and I fully expected to be asked to come back for the next season, and somehow they they hung on and didn't tell me. But um, there was it was a negative, um, and I think that's partly that uh, he had come up to me after he the, they put on modern plays at the Globe from time to time as an experiment or something, and he asked me what I thought of the modern play which he, I've just seen and. And I said, it's rubbish. <laughs> and, 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 uh, so you think it's quite not surprising that I didn't get any more work. As, uh, there's a pattern emerging where perhaps what you... Yeah, saying, saying what's in your mind is perhaps sometimes a handicap. I mean, it's it's terrible that you can have been an actor for fifty years and and you know, you I I know you've done signings and you probably get accosted by by um, Doctor Who people um, more than any other because it seems to be a show that that brings all of that baggage mm. with it. Mm. Um, do you actually think it's any good? Can you understand why people enjoy Doctor Who? I think the only time I've really liked it is, is when there was a chap in it who disappeared almost immediately uh, before David Tennant. Well, oh, Christopher Eccleston. He was good. Mm. He makes... A good actor makes a, a something... Uh, well, I always th that's why I always liked Patrick Troughton as the Doctor, because I think he was a marvellous actor. He, I'd had something to do with him. He, we had appeared in Puss in Boots. He had played a nice sort of uh, fairy tale creature in that. Um, that was at the Lyric Hammersmith. There's all sorts of strange things that you have done in your life. Yeah. And you forget about them until someone like you comes along and asks questions. Well, a rare thing for, to have worked on stage with Troughton because he, he largely turned his back on the theatre because he said he considered the theatre to be, to be shouting in the evening. And uh, much prefer uh, and, and pretty much exclusively, but then made his his career on on television and film. Didn't didn't do the stage after he'd become established on television. Uh, right. Yes. Well, that 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 sort of dates uh, when I when I did the show. Maybe it was a Christmas show, so it it wouldn't have occupied him for very long. Um, there was a young man in it who disappeared. I wish we well, one needs to know all these curious things. The, the odd thing is that I never did disappear. Quite. No. 
No, you. I mean, I kept going. Kept but going. That, uh, it's, it's her um, who uh, who earned the money. And when I first saw her, she was in September Tide playing a sort of young, sexy girl, and. Uh, <laughs> um, do, when you think about your career, is there anything that you would have liked to have done that you that you didn't? Oh, so much, so much, so much. But I am an enthusiast for Shakespeare. Indeed, I have spent, uh, at my time, I've spent uh, months uh, learning the sonnets. I, I learned them all, I think, at one point. Um, uh, his sex life is very, very questionable. <laughs> but there you are. Um, it must have been a tricky time, and especially with a theatre full of boys and things. Uh, it it aggravates me when I have people in my life who, do you know, very early on, a chap from Cambridge asked to see me in order for me to be in Henry V. And he said, uh, uh, we'd like you to play the part of uh, the Duke of Gloucester, or whatever it is, uh, one of the minor parts in some of the, uh, the war scenes. And, uh, but there are some n n nice young men coming down from Cambridge in the summer who will be taking over from you. Is that not a, a bit offensive? Yeah. To ask a professional actor? Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, it, that did happen, and I did say, no, thank you very much. Quite right. <laughs> and who, who were the finest actors that you worked with then, do you think? I mean, you know, were there actors that you worked with where you thought, oh, wow, this, this person knows what they're doing? It's a question that I should, should be prepared to answer, and I'm not sure that I can. Um, I would have to go through, very carefully through, the whole history of my uh, my rep performance, uh, which there is quite a lot, I suppose. Um, I I uh, I mentioned Michael Meacham as as a director. He was uh, he was extraordinary, um, and he told me when I was playing the captain in the Dance of Death. He said that I found the part twice in the whole run. <laughs> well, that must have been a slight, slight somewhat frustrating. Uh, no, 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 it's just that, that he was, I'm sure he was right. These, th and, and, but, but the, the magic uh, of... Uh, of acting uh, only happens uh, in, on rare occasions and you you don't quite know how to put everything in place in order for it to happen. No. And um, so that a lot of the time you are doing work which you, which you might find other people would be bad in as. Does that mean it's a largely 
disappointing profession because you're always striving to be better and because it's a career that by its very nature doesn't sustain itself in the way that other careers do? Uh, the answer is yes and no to that. Mostly it is no. I still want to achieve something. I want to act. I like it. And I want to find the secret of it. And it, 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 it eludes me a lot of the time, even when I'm trying my best. Um, Well, I know there are a lot of people, because I, I mentioned to various people that uh, I would be coming here today, and a great many of them said, well, please let both of you, uh, you and your wife, know that you've been responsible for many hours of great entertainment. So, you know, you're highly thought of and highly regarded in the circles in which I mix. So, it, it, When you get unsolicited compliments... I, I did, with Paul Shelley, mm -hmm. an episode of, uh, and presumably Michael Bryant, I mean, of The Tale of Two Cities. Yeah, that was Michael Bryant, yeah. And I played the, the uncle or something of the hero, and um, I put on, uh, people put on me a lot of makeup, because that is what you, what the Marquis would have done in those days. And I was I went to the 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 most pres prestigious pub theatre in Islington, the name of which escapes me. No good. It's in Upper Street. It's a pub. So I went, and I sat down uh, to to watch the show, and someone actually crossed crossed <laughs> the stage. Just before the play started, to say, I thought that your performance in the Tale of Two Cities was something quite special. It was wonderful. Marvelous. Thank you very much. So there you are. I suppose I should ask you if you have any memories of John Pertwee, as he was your doctor. I remember uh, some of the, uh, something very embarrassing. He had a, uh, he, he liked to, uh, uh, the, you know that you, uh, you rehearse for at least a week, and yeah. sometimes for longer, and then do the show in two days. Um, he liked to do the last run before the show, which, which is, um, it was recorded in one day, mm. right, after you rehearse for a week, yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, he liked to do the, the final run as a comedy, right? Now, if you're playing the kind of stern character which I had in, in Doctor Who, I didn't know how to do it so as to adapt it to his needs. And I felt that a decent chap like, like myself could ought to be able to know what to do. But I, I didn't, I had no idea. And I had, so I had to just dish out the same performance really while he was 
he was guying it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's that's my main impression of him. He was nice, apart from that. And Roger Delgado was a terrific actor, wasn't he? Didn't care much for him, really. Really? No, no. Friend of yours? No, no. He died before I was born. Oh, right. Uh, no, uh, he's the master. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not my performance, but there you are. Um... Well, oh, so you did? You, 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 it was his performance. You didn't, you didn't care. No, for. I didn't. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. I, uh, I didn't quite understand what pleasure that gave him, creating that kind of character. Um, you see, oh, what you, what, what you haven't asked me about is my theatre school. If you get persons like that running a theatre school, then they, they. They have very strong beliefs in what they are doing, and um, you, 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 again, you are compressed and uh, obliged to try and uh, and please them. But um, it's a very tough job. Um, you 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 play animals, you know, mm. and that sort of thing. Uh, I tried all sorts. I tried things that were more impressive, like camels and so on, and, and I couldn't make it out at all. I finished up as a lion, which was more <laughs> more my cup of tea, I think. But would you have preferred not to have had to play an animal at all? Oh, much, much, much. Yeah, I yeah. never got on with all of that. All of that uh, is very difficult for me, um, and 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 I and maybe. Um, Maybe one, one would find that one could do it now, I, I suspect, without any real problem. Uh, but would you want to? I think I might, because after all you do, you do have to know whether you support what's going on or not. Mm. The fact that you are asked to do to create a character in that way is is okay by me. I, I kind of believe that. And um, and I regard the deficiencies as mine rather than theirs. Did you did you re, did you rebel though? I mean because you, you seem to not mind saying what's what's I, at I the forefront. I cried at one point. You cried? Yes. Someone uh, because uh, you do, you, you work uh, for a, a few weeks on one piece and uh, then you perform it and, and you are judged and, uh, and they, they, they take each person in, in this, as far as this setup is concerned, they took each person in turn and examined what, what their work was like. And, um, and I, I got a very bad note from Michel Saint-Denis. Oh, yes. And, uh, and I cried. And <laughs> which I do quite easily, as you can see. I'm not far off in that. <laughs> but um, uh, he said, oh, he said with his French accent, he said, come and see me afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. 
and then he was quite, he was exceedingly nice to me. But, uh, yeah, there, was, there, were, there were these three giant figures of the theatre. I mean, Brian Shaw went yeah. off and ran Sadler's uh, Wells for a long time. And George Devine created a theatre in, in, in um, Chelsea. No, is it Chelsea, would you say? Um, wherever the Royal Court is. Um, and I got a few jobs there, but I think probably... Peggy said, look, uh, Maggie's got this fellow who's married her. <laughs> gave, him, gave him a little job sometimes. <laughs> and I got him, I, I understudied one or two pieces there. And, um, and got one or two decent parts. Um. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, I'm curious what you said about... Um because you were talking about creating characters, and you said you didn't see what joy Roger Delgado got out of creating a character like that. What, uh, what did you What did you mean? I, I, that? No, I thought he he didn't make it interesting enough for me. Right, uh, that's what I'm saying, really. Right. Um, well, yeah, act, actors have to be interesting, and um, hmm. and the villainous parts are usually the more interesting, aren't they? Well, I tend to get quite a few of those. Um, And I, I look back and uh, there are times, I remember I played a, yeah, you, did all, you do all sorts of things in, in rap, don't you? Mm. Um, and, uh, and I did, as, as I said, twice nightly at Rochdale and then uh, once nightly at uh, Swansea, I'm glad to say. But I, all, the, all the time that you were doing that, you, was, you, you were lusting after jobs in... Liverpool and Bristol and all the other reps that that were that you knew were producing work which got reviewed in the stage with acclaim as opposed as opposed to the miserable little companies that you were running uh, doing uh, things for in in Swansea etc. I think that's the actor's curse, isn't it? Always on the lookout for something different from what. <laughs> What you're doing at the moment? Well, well uh, and there is an order of, uh, isn't there? There were, you know, at mm. the time there were, there was, a, there was a good rep in, uh, in Liverpool, and eventually I did a show there. Well, look, I've taken up a lot of your time, so I'm just going to ask you the two yeah, fi okay. final questions. The one is, what charity do you support, Morris, that you would like the listeners to donate to? I, uh, I. I think that I should be concerned about charities, but I have only uh, I'm I'm constantly de deferring uh, uh, taking decisions on this matter. I, someone phoned me up and said, "Do you want to so save the snow leopard?" Well, of course I want to save the snow <laughs> leopard. So I gave them fifty pounds a year. And um, the RSPV I've joined too. I think that's it, that's all. And, and really, it's not very good. I should have joined Amnesty. That's why where my conscience lies, isn't it? There's no limit. Um, that's that's World Wildlife Fund. Um, no, uh, let's 
say, how much are you going to ask me for? No, not you. This is in lieu of... I'm not asking you for money. Because you've given me your time, we ask the listeners to, nom- to donate to a charity that you nominate uh, as in lieu of payment for you for your time. Um, uh, anyway, I think probably Amnesty is the Amnesty. best. Amnesty. Sure, Amnesty. And we, um, <clears throat> we, yeah. we met through Doctor Who, and, um, uh, and of course you worked with Bernard on Doctor Who, and uh, ostensibly this podcast was convened to sort of be about Doctor Who, which has now lasted for 50... We're its 52nd year. It'll be 52 years old in November. Uh, it started the day after Kennedy's assassination, Doctor Who. Um, so what is your message to the Doctor Who fans, Morris, who, uh, who still remember you very fondly as Captain Dent in Colony in Space? When I go to a signing, I, I must say that I sit there wondering, wondering at all the people who are so obsessed by it, who are not me. Mm. And um, it, is, it is strange. One, one really ought to write it all down because it is, it's, it's, it's something I'm very puzzled about. But um, uh, the message would be, well, do please continue. Because I get a signing from time to time and I might as well enjoy it. Well, bless you, Will, for your time and for your candour and a very interesting conversation. Maurice Perry, thank you very much. Maurice's charity is uh, Amnesty. Um, although, you know, you can do the Snow Leopard too if you like. Um, but Amnesty, A M N E S T Y, amnesty.org.uk. Thanks for listening. There'll be another one of these soon. Big Finish presents Doctor Who, Short Trips, Damascus. But what are they doing with this ship? Well, that's just it, sir. What do you mean? They seem altogether most reluctant to act. They insist that it's posed no threat so far. The headman's wary, I think, of seeming trigger-happy after what happened at Wenley Moor. And this doctorate of theirs, eh? The one we hear so much about. He who complained so bitterly last year about the project. What of him? Ah, now, Prime Minister, he's rather the main sticking point. Explain. It would seem that the Doctor is refusing to do anything whatever. According to my chief point of contact at Unit, his precise words were, tell them to look after themselves from now on. He refuses to help? Even to advise us? That's correct, Prime Minister. Has he ever displayed such behaviour in the past? He has been known to be somewhat erratic on occasion. Nonetheless, all the same, damn it, he has to help. He's the world expert. I took a long, deep, meditative breath before I declared, Right, very well, I've made my decision. Sir, we're going to see him, the doctor. Prime Minister? Fetch me my toast, I said. Pour me my tea and get the limousine ready. You and me, Mr Sinclair, we're going on a journey to Unit HQ. Big finish. We love stories.